Buenas, buenas, mi gente. You are now listening to Loose Accents, an immigrant podcast for the press and unbothered. Loose Accents is a podcast covering the issues, stories, and topics that make your vecino chismoso and your super hot barista pressed about your life. We are two cute-ass immigrants here to celebrate the looseness of our tongues and nestles from L.A. I'm from New York. Our ultimate goal is liberation and basically living our lives with two hoes. Living their best unbothered ass life. We are holding down space in South Central at our homie studios to bring our very first interview with the fabulous, incredible queer icon, Joanna from Unapologetic Street Series and Amy from Veggie Mika. So, grab your palomitas, your gummy bears, your agua mineral, because we have a show for you. I am on Bay. I am Danjeli. And here we are with my homegirls. So I basically just introduced um, Ernesto to Amy and Jojo over the weekend. Yes, Here. and I'm um, fangirling. Yes, so <laughs> let's let's jump right in, right? So we actually <laughs> had some technical difficulties early in the show. Technical difficulties, one, two, check. We recorded for 30 minutes, <laughs> y'all, and everything was deleted. So we're going to try to <laughs> do this again. So let's start with Amy um, and I meeting each other years ago when Afro-Dominican things was not even a thing. Mm. Um, so Amy was my 11th like in most of my poems <laughs> back when I was anonymous, posting cute little uh, excerpts of my work. Um, and basically, she's been my number one fan since day one. Like, yes. You know, back in the day on Instagram when... Um, it would like show like whenever like you had like ten likes, it would show like the names, like the list of names, and then mm-hmm. it would be like you know you were trying to get yourself to like eleven likes, so it showed the number. That was Amy. She was loyal. <laughs> she was holding it down for the eleven likes. Always loyal. Loyal. For if real, she though. had ten, like I would make sure she'll get eleven. Like, <laughs> so does that mean that you would hold off until you gave that eleven? No, 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 no. Okay. She, no, if she saw it, she'll like it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she still does that. I'm like, two, posted two <laughs> seconds ago, liked by Amy. <laughs> I'm like, dude. I love that. She'd be like, yes. Yeah. And then through Amy, I met JoJo. And JoJo and I didn't meet until I moved to LA. I know. Although we were supposed to meet in New York. Really? But you know what? I saw you one time because I you taught did? a workshop at... <gasps> Casita yes, Maria. Casita Maria. In the Bronx. Mm-hmm. That's where I met you. Yeah, too. so Amy actually came to my workshop. She's like, hey, um, I'm here with an apologetic Brown series at the time. Right. Um, and she was like, oh, you know, that's you know, that's my girlfriend. And I was like, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know of her work, but that day, that's when I followed uh-huh. you. Oh, wow. Okay. But we didn't uh-huh. end up meeting like in person, like having a conversation until I, it was like what, like two months in LA. Mm-hmm. And yeah. y'all, that conversation. It was like right after your pop up by Hija de tu Madre. Yeah. And then we stayed in the parking lot getting lit. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know I was getting lit. (laughs) She didn't. She accidentally ate an edible. Someone Dude, just gave me an edible. Was it a cookie, a brownie? It was a gummy bear, and I ate Yo. two, two uh, pieces of like. Wait, two. I didn't know you ate. Okay, that's yes. And those t- those hit you, and they stay for a long yes. time. Not I that I would know. Right. Till the next days. morning. She yes. was two days. She was for uh, like for almost two days. <laughs> Yo, so that's bad. in the seventh dimension. Mm-hmm. But basically, we like sat down um, in the parking lot in the car <laughs> and just talked for like two hours about mm-hmm. life, about. Everything. Everything. But we had planned that. We planned that whole event, uh, us three. And, oh, and wait, that's right. right. That's, that's the right. most important part. Wait, that is the most important part. So they had a pop-up. Um, yeah, they had, like, a little yeah. block party. Um, party. And then I showed up, <laughs> and I saw there was, like, performance. They were singing, and I was like, so y'all, this fake. 
So <laughs> y'all, I literally call him fake. I was like, so you, you both are this fake. Yeah. So y'all had performers Damn. and you didn't even let me know. Right. So then we went out to dinner, right? And then they were like, um, so yeah, so um, we kept, we felt kind of bad. <laughs> no, we did that. No, not that is how not how I said. I said, Danjeli, I fucked up. Let's do something. You're right. I said. You're right. I said. I said, Danjeli, real, I fucked up. I didn't reach out to you. Let's do something now. So we sat in this like Colombian restaurant. Oh, that was when we ordered everything. It was Escala. 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 We had smoked beforehand, so they, <laughs> not me. Yeah, oh yes, <laughs> we as in and we ate the entire appetizer we like ate, menu. We we ordered so many things the that the waiter, the, 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 the nonstop bunuelas. So good. We'd be like, can we have some more? And you could tell the guy was like. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> he was, Listen, he knew this is though. Los Angeles though. He knew though right. because like we we because we were supposed to go eat dinner and then we never we never we ordered never dinner. Ordered dinner. Just all we did snacks. was the, like, the snacks, <laughs> appetizers. <laughs> we had them. They were <laughs> they were on the seventh. But we're sitting menu. there and and I, I will never forget. That. Yeah, we're sitting there and I'm like, listen, let me let me finesse something, basically an excuse yeah. to have something so that Danjeli could show up and star it out because I did you genuinely do love Danjeli's work. Yeah. This wasn't like some, you know, whack shit. So I hit up Patty. Uh, yeah, Patty. From Hija de tu Madre. But tu it was madre? like, yeah, Hija de tu Madre. It, but it was like within like an hour and a half. Like literally you, you hit up Patty and mm-hmm. then Amy. Uh, my phone cri- was on 3% yeah, yeah. And, and I made she, the flyer. She made a flyer and then we dropped the flyer. <laughs> we dropped the flyer right then and there. And we're like, okay, we're having this event. Yeah, because all I needed was Patty's green light. All I needed was a space to do this. And then I knew that it would be fine. So I did like a little signing. I had some prints left over from like my other event. So I was okay. like, oh, let's just do some signing and then yeah. have live poetry. And it was a packed house, like packed. more than packed. Like packed. there was people outside to get, like, inside, to get yeah. in. And yeah. you know what's crazy? Really so I, I had only been in, in LA for about uh, two, like, man, like six to eight weeks. So like around two months. Um, and something really beautiful about that was that the folks that came out to see y'all, because like, you know, you're you're the one with the like the bigger platform. I was like brand new in LA, and my most of my my network, um, and and folks that like knew my poetry are in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, so the so a few homegirls that were there actually showed up to my other events, mm-hmm. and um, when they came up to me after, it's like, oh yeah, you know, we saw you at the pop up. I had a tu madre, and like we loved your poetry, so you wanted to come, you know, come see you again. And they brought like their friends, and I was like, holy shit! Yes. And I, I I messaged both of you. Mm-hmm. I told them, was like, thank uh-huh. you so much, y'all. Like that night, like was one of the hardest ever. Like, dude, like like two weeks before, I had just like been broken up with. Like I was like, you know, it was hard, mm-hmm. and like literally that week, I was like considering like just going back. Like mm-hmm. I was like, yo, like what the fuck am I doing here? Like, but then you, Jojo, you were like. Yo, like I've been in LA. This shit is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the conversation about um art and like you basically opening up your platform, um, to me, that really just like I'm like okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like tonight was the reason why I came. It was because my voice was needed here. Mm-hmm. So yes. thank you so much, y'all. So ever since then, it has been even before though. It was always mm-hmm. love, but I feel like that night solidified like yes. our friendship. Our friendship, yeah, yeah. definitely. definitely. Well, they just had a whole ass New heart York to heart. moment <laughs> heart to heart. up in here. Uh, and, you know, now that we're in L.A., I just wanted to ask, like, what brings you uh, to L.A. at this amazing time? 
I think for me, because I have such a history with LA, like, I mean, I have a, I have the state outline tattooed on my hand. Mm. I have Los Angeles tattooed on my shoulder. What? So, yeah. I so know this. yeah, because I I honestly do feel that this city has seen me at my worst, and mm. now it's important for me to come back, and um, be here at what is my current best. Yeah. Right. Because we're always changing always upgrading and stuff but i think for me now it's important to come with my work not only because it's it's important for me to to go into different communities that i'm creating with but also la has so much love and has shown mm-hmm. me so much love i mean if you go th- if if we're being logistical like on instagram for my series los angeles is the number two city of who follows me the mm. most wow. so you're talking about a hundred and ten thousand people Los Angeles being number two. So there's yeah. a significant amount of support here. So it's important for me to come and basically show face and say, hi, I'm here. I appreciate you. I'm very grateful for what you allow me to do. Um, you know, community focus is a reason why I do my work and they allow me to continue to do my work. So I have to come here and I have to show that love. Yeah. But let's take a step back, right? Let's, for the folks that don't know you, right? We have folks who are in the East Coast, also folks who are in the West Coast, um, who, what, who are you? Who, what is your the essence of your work? Um, and what do you do? You know, why did you create the platforms that you did? Um, and and basically, what's next? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I do a lot. <laughs> um, I'm in school. Mm, um, yes. I talk a lot about the academia struggle. Um, I go to a lot of universities to speak on mental health, on queerness, on basically any topic that I can relate to, um, like self-love, um, many things. And I also then talk about Veggie Me House, which is a platform that I created uh, that talks about being plant-based and having marginalized identities. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Angel? The Unapologetic Street Series was started. Um, it actually started as a similar podcast soundcloud project Mm. where i was recording basically my feelings and then i realized that going and giving people like my soundcloud link wasn't very viable (laughs) um because (laughs) especially in new york right you'll listen to my soundcloud (laughs) (laughs) so i decided just to basically take my feelings and what i was trying to say um through audio and put it on the streets because it forces people to have conversations when you see public work and political art on the street. But it also allows me, a very introverted person, to create a body of work that doesn't necessarily need me to be its representative. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The The work speaks for itself. I come in later as like the, you know, the voice of what's happening, the creator of the work. But it doesn't necessarily force me to be the loudest person in the room, which I think is really important. So it's like a freestanding um, art that is spread throughout the city. Right. right. Yeah. And I have community posters online for free on my website to give folks the resources and the tools if they wish so to put them up in their own city or in their classrooms or wherever the work they feel would be important to have it. A quick question, a curious question. Where has been the most interesting sort of place or space where you have senior posters uh, been been put up? Um, little small towns across the United States mm. that all get tagged in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, I have never been to somewhere in Ohio before, right? And this was recently somebody put up a poster in Ohio, but it was such a beautiful job that I was like, where <laughs> what did I do this? Like, you know, 
Yeah. So then I was like, no, Liam, I've, I have not been to Ohio to do this. So whenever people take the initiative to go out and put posters on their own is really awesome. I think here in L.A. was really cool. Some folks took um, huge posters that were calling out ICE and put them by oh. the federal courts <gasps> downtown. Yeah. That's badass. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I'm like, damn, y'all are really out here. Well, it's it's interesting though, because then you see you're seeing like your, your your voice translated and then you know put on on this material and then spread throughout the country and really holding space. Was that your intention? You know, I think it's funny when we talk about the intention of the work because asking me from like was that my intention? Honestly, I didn't know. Mm. Mm. Right, I was just putting up the the work started with two posters the size of the size of a computer piece of paper of Khalif and Vanita Browder. And if you're not familiar with Khalif and Vanita Browder, you should definitely get uh, familiar with their stories. So I had no idea what the impact would be of the work. And I think that as I learn what the impact is of the work, it shifts what my responsibilities are as, as, as an artist, especially an artist that takes up public space. That's something that never stops evolving and then that's not something that you ever stop learning how to do. Right. and how to navigate that in the most honest way as possible. You know what I really love about uh, JoJo is that... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, her posters are so freaking, like, radical, and, like, mm. they always make a statement. But then JoJo in person is, like, soft-spoken and, like, you know, <laughs> very, like, sweet. And, you know, it's like... I feel like folks... Um, and, and uh, I mean, for the, for the people listening that are familiar with, with JoJo's work, like... Has this been your experience if you've met her in person? Like, has <laughs> have you expected someone else to like pop up? True. Um, for real though, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because when I met her, like, and the thing is, JoJo has this like sense of like wisdom. Mm -hmm. Like, she's like this aura of like that she has been here before and she just has like a lot of wisdom to spit. Old head. Um, but then, you know, the work is so radical um, and, and, and so important and it creates a lot of important conversation. And then when you meet, uh, when you meet Jojo in person, it's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is so perfect. Yeah. It is really always. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for being here. I love that. Okay, so Amy, I really want to talk about um, your book. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Veggie Me has both mm -hmm. because I think it's one, the artwork is beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and two, I think it's so important for someone who can't cook, for someone who has been trying <laughs> to be plant based for years and hasn't been able to because she's been so freaking uneducated about it. Keep um, trying, mama. Keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though when you, but the thing is, when the when the book was published, I was like, goes goes uh, vegetarian, goes vegan. That was me you, in the comments. You did, you yeah. did say that. Um, I You're think trying to be like me, supportive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try. Little by little, you know what? One day I'm gonna one day I'm gonna start. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna surprise you. Okay, queen. Um, so yeah, so uh, your book is so important because it basically uh, makes uh, like food recipes that are, you know, are made mm -hmm. for folks of color so accessible. So right. can you talk a little bit about that? And like, you know, what was the, actually what was the intention behind the book? Right. Um, and what you wish, uh, where you wish the, bo the book could go. Okay, perfect. So I think that first off, asking women of color to write this book has been so important to me. Like I said, like I only see cookbooks that are Latina cookbooks or whatever mm -hmm. written by white people, mm -hmm. white men specifically even. Um, and this is the first time that I've seen an all curated women of color 
cookbook and reaching out and getting these recipes have been amazing i know that in the book specifically there's a recipe of la papa la huancaina which is my favorite peruvian dish mm. um and having it being vegan and plant-based like that's how my ancestors ancestors would have done the dish oh. and i think that's so special to me um and i think it's a special project where we can give it to other folks of color and then they can have their own recipes i know that um joanna and i we did uh, a talk in a university and someone was like oh like i can't because i'm salvadoran and like i cannot eat these foods and joanna was like hey well actually i'm salvadoran too obviously mm -hmm. and i eat plant-based and it's still the same culture right it's still the same thing it's just replacing like who's made you think that meat or cheeses in your culture like that's literally colonizers that mm -hmm. came in and brought that in so i think showing plant-based foods through a different lens and being like and giving those resources like hey i actually know a salvi chef veronica i actually know a colombian chef like giving these resources out and seeing like hey it is possible to be plant-based and still be in your culture and i think that that's the essence of the book you know that there was something that you said about like you know the that peruvian dish that you really love mm -hmm. um recently when i told my mom that i was going to be vegetarian she had a really tough time um figuring out like what she was going to make or, mm -hmm. or what was going to be the change that we were going to mm -hmm. make as a family and it was interesting that she started making pozole which is a very like typical mm -hmm. like christmas time holiday time mm -hmm. dish and she you know she found herself having to go to different stores different markets mm. and going to getting like fresh produce uh, mm. to even just like get the kernels from the corn themselves right mm. um, and just really taking it back to how they used to cook it definitely before they came mm. in cans before it came with like going to the carnicero and yep. all that stuff it was like she was remembering yeah um, that's tradition beautiful. she was remembering mm -hmm. ancestry of mm -hmm. of food um preparation which is so yeah. dope and it tasted amazing yeah that's amazing i know that for my parents at first they were like what the fuck like now you're queer and mm. vegan like what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is it queer and vegan i feel like is connected right now he 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 he, he feels seen i feel seen <laughs> Um, and my mom didn't know what to do at all at first. Um, but my mom is from Colombia and my abuela really didn't teach her how to do cooking. Mm. Um, so she came here and she actually learned how to cook through YouTube. So wow. she learned all of her meals that she's made for us as a kid Me through soon. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so now when I told her that I'm vegan, she did. She was watching this show called Cocinando con Wendy, which is now how... When, when, um, now in Veggie Mijas, whenever someone wants to share a recipe with us, we put cocinando con because I got it from oh, my mom. Awesome. Yeah. So now, um, my mom, she, Wendy actually makes vegan dishes now, and my mom learned how to make <laughs> vegan dishes through okay. Wendy. And I'm like, yes, Wendy, <laughs> like, get yes, it. Yes, queen. <laughs> so, yeah, my mom at first, she was so confused, but then she was so open. And now, like, even just Joanna can testify, like, there's vegan cheese, there's vegan everything in the house. And how long have been you been plant based? Uh, five years. Okay. Now. And, and what, mm -hmm. what, what, 
what inspired you or encouraged you to make that decision to be plant based? Um, I feel like my feminist work throughout oh, okay. college, okay. I know that I was exposed. Um, I studied women's and gender studies. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people in my program were like, well, if you're a feminist, like you should try like going vegan. And I'm like, okay, like, let's see what's, mm -hmm. what's it all about. Um, and I was actually ex exposed um, through veganism, through people of color in my program which was rare. Um, but mm. then I learned, you know, about white veganism and mm -hmm. all of that. And I was like, dang, this is different than what I thought it was going to be. Because I thought, you know, I read Soul Sister Vegan, which is a great book. Mm. Um, I watched Earthlings. I mm -hmm. did a lot of soul searching through, like, women of color uh, in the vegan world. And that's why I created Vegemijas, because I was exposed of veganism through women of color and people mm. of color that I was like, this is what the world needs. Um, and yeah, that's how I was brought up to it. Yeah, because it, it, it's, there tends to be this kind of uh, phenomenon, if you will. I see it here a lot in LA where it tends to be a lot of like, you know, veganism tends to be centered uh, on whiteness also. Mm -hmm. um, and so when folks of color retake that and, right. you know, really take it back to the roots of what was it? It was crime? ours in the first place. Right. They just put a label on it. Right. For sure. And a can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Whole Foods. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yo, dim the lights. I'm ready. <laughs> dim the lights. I am ready for this poetry. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she's preaching right now. Yeah, she's preaching right true. now. Mm -hmm. Sheesh. Well, you know, we had an incredible time uh, with both of you, and thank you for sharing a little bit about your work. But mm -hmm. look, since D'Angelica to share her story, how she met y'all, and she was like, oh, I fell in love with y'all. It's <laughs> like Escala. I want to share about my experience with yes. the homegirls too, mama. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I had the, the, the pleasure to hang out with both of y'all after, after the event, um, and also just to be able to hang out with y'all um, at the house. So after the event, you know, we went to go hang out, had some Thai food, came home, just chilled, took off, you know, your shoes and just, you know, hang out. Um, so I, one of the, the the really important memories that I kind of had uh, on this was just seeing um, Amy. Uh, you were on the couch and you had like your really big sweater and then Joanna was, you know, sitting right next to you. And then she was just like massaging your toes. <laughs> oh, my God. You know? Yeah. Us. That's a thing. <laughs> she was just like massaging your toes and... You know, you just felt like so comfortable. You just felt like you were home, like you mm. were. That's true, though. I like, thought about that. I was you know? like, oh, she's like chilling. Yeah. And then, like, at, at one point, like I just looked around, and then Jessica was like sitting right next to me, and she was just like sipping her wine. My yeah. babe was over yeah. there in the corner. Yeah, it was literally home. Yeah, Raquel was also in the yeah. house. Mm -hmm. Erika was also in the house. And I told her afterwards because we were talking kind of about Christianity and being yeah. queer. And, and I've never been in a space where I felt so comfortable to speak about my Christianity and being queer um, that I told her. And I was like, this is what church f would feel like mm -hmm. if, yeah. it, if it existed. <gasps> That's beautiful. And, and I know that um, David... Mm -hmm. um probably felt the same way yeah, yeah. um something that uh you know david is Sanessa's partner i feel like he's in every episode he is in he's every episode. literally <laughs> in every episode um, see you tonight baby <laughs> <laughs> so um david and i actually started going to church together and i didn't grow up in church at all um mm -hmm. and i know through going to church with him and through having conversations with him about christianity and about church i know how important it is to him mm -hmm. how well how important it has been in his story and who he is. Right. So I know that like when when we began that dialogue and both of you were like going back and forth mm -hmm. and bouncing off of each other about like your queerness, 
one right and then adding um christianity and church and Mm -hmm. spiritual and spirituality into that i know that he felt like he felt good like his heart was we should also tell him that i asked joanna out in church Sure. <gasps> yeah. Why? Yeah, That's to a, be good my it's a good story. It's a good story. Let me know if you're open. And it was really, really beautiful. I'm gonna tell it. Yeah, so yeah. I come in That's and beautiful. I ask her out, and she says, "You gotta yes. give the whole." No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So then they <laughs> give us a key, and they say, "Welcome home." It's, the key says, "Welcome home" on it, and it was the first time that they made such a beautiful ceremony, and. When we said when we said yes and the, like we were gonna start a relationship, literally confetti came out of the sky and it, like gold confetti. It was some Jane the Virgin shit. You know how yep. yes when yes. like Michael and Jane yeah. kissed for the it, first the time little, and the little yeah. petals yep. came down. It was like that. It was really powerful because that's beautiful. Yes. Oh. And did you grow up in church, Georgia? Yes, but I had, <laughs> but, it's like, it's, but I had yeah. very traumatic experiences mm. with my mother because of the church. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. to the point where I feel like you got to choose your Christianity, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So f- we have very polarizing, opposite like experiences with the church. So when we started dating, uh, before then, I'm am s- sorry, when we were friends, she invited me to go to church with her. So we had gone to church a few times mm-hmm. by the time that. We went, and then she asked me to be her girlfriend in church. That's beautiful, mm-hmm. though, because even even if both of you had different relationship with church, the fact that you came together, definitely, like you made, you basically committed to being each other's partner in life in church, right? And regardless like that, of hands yeah. of God, right? Yeah. Which is what I tell her all that all the time. Well, I'm like, you, <laughs> usually when people are in the house of God, right, and they're announcing some sort of relationship to each other you're probably getting married yeah Mm -hmm. um so to start a relationship and have that kind of anointment of god was really really powerful Mm -hmm. for me as a person who did not always necessarily have such a relationship with the church yeah Yeah. and i mean for me i mean growing up yes like she said i did choose christianity but i definitely had a lot of oppressions like Mm. towards uh churches in general and people and people that identify as christian because of my queerness um but at the end of the day i overlook people and i know why i'm there i'm there for god not for people so that's how i view it you know david and i we've had a a really interesting dynamic with spirituality because i'm i'm a practicing buddhist and he is is christian Mm -hmm. um but in in our relationship one of the things that is very very clear is that we're both spiritual and Mm -hmm. that we both connect to a higher power and one of the things that he does all the time is that he has conversations with his higher power like constantly. Mm. So whenever we have like a question that we're wrestling with, he's like, you know, he gets in the shower and he he, he says like, I literally have a conversation. Yeah. Like I speak to my higher mm-hmm. power and I wait for the transmission. Mm-hmm. I wait for something to come down. And that that really is what meditation is for yeah, me. Like definitely. I sit in silence. That's so and beautiful. Ask a question and just wait for things to, to, to kind of download, to kind of yeah. come down. Um, and one of the things that I, I really love about, you know, David and I is that he has invited me many times to his churches. Um, and one of the things that we do is that we were not apologetic about being queer whenever mm-hmm. we show up to church. Yes. Like we sometimes we've walked in like holding hands. Mm-hmm. We sit right next to each other. And like he does this whole thing of just like he looks over to make sure that like that I'm there. And yeah. he checks in, you know, while I'm That's in church. That's so beautiful and needed. But 
you know, like when we were together uh, the other day at his apartment, he is one to to be very clear whenever um, he he has felt a deep connection. And after you all left, he was like, that was awesome. Mm. Like, that was amazing. It was amazing. So one thing that probably you were not aware of is that um, when we when we were all like kind of like walking out, um, Amy had already walked out. Uh, you had already walked out. Um, I was like kind of like waiting to say bye to David and he like pulled Jojo um, and he like told her something so beautiful yeah. and like what did I he was, say he he looked at me and you know you know better than I do David's energy is very powerful direct very direct but mm -hmm. so calm at the same mm -hmm. time angelic you know you he commands a lot of a lot mm -hmm. but in a very <laughs> very beautiful like way he pulls me and he's like I just want you to know that you really remind me of someone I love very, very much. So the whole night I felt very, um, uh, uh, very connected to you, very connected to you. Mm. So thank you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know who this is, but thank you for saying that. Cause that means a lot, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was I feel like Jojo was like, <gasps> wow. <laughs> like she was no, like, that's like, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, I lost the word. Like he has, he has seen you before he has mm. met your kind of energy. And he does that to a lot. I mean, he does that to so you. you so you know what's interesting time. is that, um, yeah. before we started recording, um, uh, Jojo said, he, she said, I have a lot of love for Danjali verbatim. David said that uh, yep. to my friends. When my friends came from New York, um, and you know we also had dinner and we hung out, um, he pulled my best friend aside and he said, "I have a lot of love for your friend," mm. and like literally looking at her in the eye, and mm -hmm. and and you know it, it was just like, I feel like <laughs> both of you like like kind of. I don't know, like you radiate this energy of love mm. towards me. And I'm just like so grateful and just so, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm so I love you. you. There was this uh, another moment. There was um, um, Erika was also there. She's also an amazing storyteller writer. Uh, and she was we were in the kitchen and, and we just started uh, sharing stories about like what it means to be a storyteller. And she was like, yo. The thing about what's happening in this in this moment in this group, and she like sort of did this whole moment of like pointing at people that were in the living room. She was like, "It's like when artists and creatives, or just like people in general, when they began to fully understand their their humanity mm. and they are present in the moment, mm. that's when your souls begin to speak to one another." Yes. And I was just like, "Oh, like that's that's dope." Mm -hmm. She was like, "And the thing about." What people call artists is that we just tend to to open up the other gates that seem to be closed because of our phones because mm. of our lack of wanting to chat with each other mm. just like holding space and not having anything to do but to sit and ask questions from one another she yeah. was like that is what true art is yeah i think something beautiful mm. about artists and like something that i've you know because i didn't grow up as an artist and i feel like i can say that for a lot of other folks of color that like they don't grow up seeing themselves as artists mm -hmm. even when they're creating work even though when they're creating beautiful even when beautiful things like writing and art um they don't see themselves as artists and then something so beautiful in, in the space that i am in my life now is that now i get to connect with other people who have had like similar stories in that way and basically it's about walking um walking around with like your heart in your hands right yeah. mm -hmm. like your work 
are like little pieces of yes. your heart and your soul. Yeah, that's how I feel when I write a poem. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I feel when when JoJo's describing her work, and that's mm-hmm. what I feel when when Amy's talking about Veggie Mijas. This like sense of like soul in the mm-hmm. work that we're creating. Um, so yeah. Well, let's actually let's take that moment. I like that, Danjeli. I love that. If you never got the advice or the suggestion that you could be an artist, I want to ask JoJo and Amy if you could give an advice to one of our listeners who thinks that they're an artist, who believes that they are, what advice would you give them right now? Let's start with Amy. I would say um, to really truly believe in your work and Mm -hmm. to really honor your work because I feel like I remember when I first started writing, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't believe I was a writer. And it took me to be published i don't know where to be like okay i'm a writer because Mm -hmm. i got published and it's like joanna would always be like no amy you've been a writer Mm -hmm. you've been a writer and i have i mean i've looked at my diary since i was like 12 13 and like i've been writing poetry ever since i've been writing articles ever since and i feel like the advice would just be like you are an artist and you have to believe in your work before anyone else does because you are your your hype person you are the person that will give you just the much the most love that anyone else can give you but what do you need me for (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that specifically as creatives um creatives of color when you can't see something you can't be you can't be it um so i think it's really important to remember that these validations from whether it be institutions or publications are not necessary in order for you to become a whole, your whole self within your artistry. Mm. Um, You know, people of color, queer folks of color have been the space makers of this work, you know, the cultural Mm -hmm. makers of this work. So no one else gets to say what you are and who you are not. Um, Mm -hmm. It's all about making sure that you honor your work through being honest within and honoring that talent within you. You know, when you're gifted, you're gifted. And no one else gets to decide that for you. So I think it's always about realizing that you have so much to offer and no one else gets to to validate or invalidate that. And I want to do a follow-up with you because you mentioned when we first started that you have L.A., California outlined in your hand and you have L.A., you know, tattooed in your body, and that the first time that you came, that you know, that you were here, you were like a mess. You weren't feeling at your best, and now you, you now you are. You're feeling in a different space. What would you tell mm. that younger Joanna? Um, I always get so emotional when people ask me things that I would mm. say to my younger self mm. because I'm like, it literally makes me tear up because. Sometimes I have a hard time even acknowledging that the younger me needs to be acknowledged by myself now at 29, Mm. you know, I think it's easy for me to forget like teenage Jojo or like early 20s Jojo. But, you know, I was in Los Angeles like almost three years ago, moving tables at the same event that I like headliner workshop in two days ago. Um, So I think for me, what would I say is honestly, it would be simple. It would just, it will be okay. You know, mm. it will come with time and it won't always feel so messy. 
And then I tell myself, but get ready, because the reconciliation of life can be just as difficult as the trauma. So it'd be both. It would be things get better. But when things get better, you have to learn how to deal with that. Yeah. Because I think we forget. We romanticize healing a lot. Yeah. We Mm. romanticize healing a lot. Oh, yeah. And, And then we don't really talk about the tools that you'll need once you start healing because healing is very painful it is. but we don't talk about that right i right. basically like i went to therapy started therapy like four weeks ago and like the first thing i said when i sat down in that chair you know and they ask you like hey why are you here like tell <laughs> right, me right, right. i literally said to her i said i'm here because my life has changed so tremendously that i know that i do not know what to do with my life now outside of trauma and, and and that moment, right? That moment of space of saying the breakthrough, the trauma has happened and I have taken steps to recon- uh, reconcile, to get well, mm-hmm. is also forward moving, but also it, it does kind of like a, a look back and mm-hmm. say, well, are you going to drag me or are you going to leave me behind? Right. And sometimes it's just about the letting go. We've talked about this on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's about the letting go that happens to be probably the most difficult to just say, Absolutely. I'm just willing to let you go and stay there because know that you have propelled me to where I am today. Exactly. And also, a lot of healing is a lot of facing yourself. And that's yeah. the hardest thing, right? You can face other people. You can, you know, yeah. um, puff up your like your chest and be like, okay, what's up? Mm-hmm. But when you have to deal with, with the younger you who hurt you, um, the younger you who allowed, um, herself to be hurt by mm-hmm. yourself um the the younger you that allow other folks to hurt you um the younger you that you know is not able to forgive herself mm-hmm. um and that still live within you that's mm-hmm. kind of the hardest thing to do right to face yourself and say hey i acknowledge you mm-hmm. let's work on this mm-hmm. right um and i feel like uh, even as creatives and and you know this entire Instagram is so it's so interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the same time, it's allowing us to access a world that you know other generations didn't. We we are more connected than we ever have been before. But at the same time, it allows us to distance ourselves from ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. It allows us to not look in the mirror. Like how many times do we put down our phones and say like I want to have a conversation with myself? And for a lot of people, that comes in therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you said that we romanticize healing. Um, this idea that like we're all you know working toward to to get better but do we talk about tools do we talk about the days in which healing means like you know being messy um and we're not really understanding that third way to cope Mm -hmm. and then having to unlearn those patterns of behavior right Mm -hmm. it's just so healing is so beautiful but at the same time so damn complicated so amy Mm. i had a follow for jojo for joanna so i have a follow for you okay if if you could share with us um, one of your most interesting loving prayers, um, what would that be? Like a loving prayer, like what? Just like a prayer for you that that you use as a tool for yourself, either in your Christianity mm-hmm. or even just as a mujer, as a queer mm-hmm. mujer, a prayer. Well, to be honest, um, I don't have like a specific prayer, but I know that when I do yoga, I do it with mm. Christian music mm. and oh. I talk to God through my yoga. So that's what I do. Okay. So it's mm-hmm. a prayer through your body. Yeah. And also speaking like yeah. I speak to God as well. Yeah. And I think I think especially 
when Joanna and I are having fights or Joanna gets really worried, she goes into a hole of worrying. Um, I try to always tell her, like, fish those worries out in the sea and don't look back. Just, Mm. you know, talk to God. It's okay. Like, this is much this is much bigger than you than you can handle. Um, So I think that my prayers is usually through talking and saying that it's beyond me. Thank you all so much. Mm-hmm. So Dangeli and I, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Amy brought this up at our at our hangout. Yeah. And at the hangout, what did she say, Dangeli? So at the hangout, uh-huh. um, she mentioned how um, her show. She always wanted to be one of those shows where they like ask a YouTuber. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. So yeah. So um, yeah. where basically you like. People like folks ask, or like the host ask, like uh, relationship questions to her and JoJo. It was like what the dating game used to be, but like now, right. you know, because now mm-hmm. they make it all beautiful and like, oh, right. it's cute. I want mm-hmm. one. <laughs> I want one. So you want one too. So you know what? We can't give you that. We don't have the cameras. <laughs> we don't have a fancy ass host, but you got Dangeli and us. Yes, that's enough. So I was, you know, I'm a YouTuber fanatic. Like, I, that's like my guilty pleasure. You know, like for some people, it's like watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. For me, I go, like, whenever I need to um, cope. <laughs> I go on YouTube and I watch YouTube couple do their thing. Um, it's so bad for me, y'all. But basically, um, there's something. (laughs) Could be doing worse things. Um, so basically what they do is that they have like girlfriend tags or like boyfriend tags or whatever. Um, and basically they ask each other, uh, questions and then they answer at the same time. And basically the point of the game is to see how much your partner knows you. Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> keep keep the points up. Okay, I got you. So keep I will score. Be, I, I will be the scorer and the timekeeper. Okay, perfect. Okay? And I'm here pulling up the questions. And when it's time for you to say the answer, you will hear this. <laughs> Just like that. Okay, so um, we started this before, you know, before the technical difficulties. So now I want to go into different questions. I'm yes. not going to let y'all cheat. Okay, okay. She Don't look at each no other. Look at me. Questions. So basically, <laughs> I am going to ask a question to one of you, and then both of you are going to answer at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen. Basically, the question is addressed. It's, it's about the, the other person, right? Mm-hmm. So let's start with Amy. Okay. Ready. <laughs> Actually, let's start with JoJo. I'm done. JoJo, <laughs> yes. What is Amy's celebrity crush? One. Two, three. Rihanna. Rihanna. Celebrity crush. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> so wait, so your celebrity crush is also Rihanna? Yeah, we fight about yeah, Rihanna see, all the, the time. Thing. Okay, but we also need to let the people know that Amy <laughs> doesn't like <laughs> any crushes. <laughs> Besides <So>, Joanne. <laughs> so, so she's not telling me like, oh, this is this is my crush. And if I tell her, oh, I could be like, oh no, she's my peer. She'd be like, well. So I feel like this I is, can see that. This I can see that. She's a Scorpio rising, Petty. so you know what I'm Petty. saying. We're not really talking that. about crushes, and you know, right? I I could actually I could 100 percent see Amy doing that. <laughs> so that's almost kind of an unfair question. Okay, so let's start. Let, well, let's go ahead and start with Amy, right? So, okay. Amy, what is JoJo's favorite color? One, two, three. Pink. Purple. 
<gasps> you said pink. And then we said in what context? No, see, this is wait, this hold is not up. This is scam, right? She's right? mad already. She's mad. Wait, the context, <laughs> the like, is it? Is there like a difference if you're like in the bathroom? If you're like, well, in the, like, what is it that? We're talking about. <laughs> Here we go. No, uh, no, no, babe. Sis, no. no when did you say got pink? it wrong? No, sis. I said it doesn't earlier. work. I'm, okay. So, you know what? I, I, I'm with okay. Amy then. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, in the back row, Amy gets two points and Joanna gets minus 10. <laughs> you know what? Okay, this one. JoJo. <laughs> what is Amy's shoe size? One, one two, two, three, three seven. seven. Okay. Okay. Do I see. Shoes? I see. No. No, she's seven okay. and a half. Amy, just out of curiosity, what? what's like your <laughs> primary love language? Um, she knows it too. One, two, three. Okay. Gifts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yes. I figured. Yeah, I figured. So, so yeah. you you definitely know that it was. Oh, I'm a Capricorn, so one of my love languages is giving gifts. Oh. Yes. You see that? Okay. okay. So next time she wants I some purple, some purple shoes. <laughs> they get purple. <laughs> Okay, we'll never talk about purple ever again. <laughs> right. I'm like, purple since when? <laughs> okay, so I have another one. Amy. Mm-hmm. I can already oh, I can already see you being petty. <laughs> Amy, oh what is, who is Jojo's best friend? One, one two, two, three. three. Oh, dang. I was like, wait. No, you know she why? She said I you have no why? friends. No, no, no. You, you know why? The other day I was asking her this, and she was like, honestly, I'm not close to anybody. Like, you're not really that close to anybody. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. You know what I thought? I thought Amy was going to say me. <laughs> that's true, though. <laughs> okay, Danjeli, I have one. So I feel like I'm part of this relationship already. Right. Answer, ask me a question. And then we three are gonna answer it. Okay. Because and, I'm and, done. Okay. You know what? You know what? You know what? Do I'm it. done. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> um. I got y'all. Hold up, I'm looking. Okay. Where was your first date? One, two, three. At the park in the back at the swing. <laughs> what? <laughs> A first date. In a swing? <laughs> yeah. What? What about what? What was your first date? Go answer. <laughs> well, technically, I guess <laughs> our first date. I feel like we're at in a the relationship. park <laughs> by the swing. At the at, at Pride. Okay, but that's hard. You know why? Because, because we, we were, were friends. friends. We were uh, friends for four months. Okay, like okay. legit. Yeah, that's friends. why I was like, mm, I don't know. What See, that's first. why this okay. relationship is not gonna work. Okay, fine. <laughs> first with me kiss. In it. Oh, with, with me you. In it. First kiss. First kiss. First kiss in, in my room. room. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So okay. I, I think we've we've acknowledged that this relationship with me in it is not gonna work. <laughs> You're a mess. First no. of all, if 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 they <laughs> why can, do all if, these questions need a description? <laughs> right. We're like, but wait. There's more. Something that I was gonna say if if they don't know how to say your, they can be in it. Ernesto. Baby, try me. I've been practicing okay, in the shower. Okay, you know what? Shower. For the New York audience, <clears throat> right? Well, for the LA audience, let's explain this, right? Okay. So, your is the, the New York hood call. Right. Like, if no your should ever go unanswered. Yes. Right? 
So if you say you're, especially in the Bronx, especially someone Bronx. somewhere is supposed to like reply. Like if you yell you're at the, like in the block, you have people coming out their windows like yelling you're back. <laughs> it's like mm. a what up call, right? It's like what's up, like what are we doing? Here in LA, what I have found is that, yo. I don't know if it's, I don't know, is it the Valley Girl act? I don't understand. Like, they can't do it. <laughs> we, we because, It's like high no, pitch. I know, I know. You know why it's high pitched? Because we have a lot more space. You know what I'm saying? There's not like big old high, no? You're, you're shady. That's one. <laughs> right. And two. I hear some okay. slander in right? there. Right. Yeah, All you know right. what? You know what? Are we going to do this quiz or not? Are you going to test me or yeah. not? Because I've been ready. I've been so practicing in the shower. So what's up shower. with the questions? That's it? You okay. done with your little game? You know what? <laughs> I'm ready. What's up? What's the next one? Okay. To Jojo. <laughs> she said make sure she gets the next wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She's like, I'm counting. <laughs> Ernesto forgot okay. to count. What grade was Amy in when she had her first kiss? One, We've never two, three, <laughs> fifth, six, <laughs> fifth. Mm-hmm. How old were you? Damn, I don't know. How old are you when you're in fifth grade? Ten? No, ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Ten. Actually, I'm gonna flip that. When? What age? Okay, Amy. What age was JoJo when she had her first kiss? One, two, three, six, six. Was it six? No. Were you? <laughs> When was it? This was in the fourth grade. No. How, old are, how old are folks in the fourth grade? Nine. Like, nine. Like nine. Nine? Nine. Y'all were kissing in the fourth and fifth grade? Listen. I was not. I, but it wasn't like that. It was like a. It, it was, was like, like, like. I was nine know, years like old. Like I was not like. Like in the right. cheek or like in the mouth? No, it was on the mouth. But okay, it was that was great. <laughs> <laughs> she said I didn't do a cheek. Relax. My first half kiss was in eighth grade. Oh. I was so nervous. He was shorter than me. <laughs> she said. <laughs> Wait, he was so you had to me. kneel down. I had to. Not only I had to like go forward, like bend down, like bend my neck, and he had to like get on his tippy toes. Jesus so you Christ. gave him a giraffe kiss. <laughs> you know what? Damn. Yeah, it's like you, you know, know you go down. Oh my god, <laughs> that is so no the disrespect, Ernesto. You know what? Listen, I, I give my baby Damn. giraffe kisses all the time. <laughs> It's not the same. Like right. he, and then I wiped it off my mouth. I was like, <gasps> ew. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I wiped it off my mouth. I did. Okay. Okay. Jojo. Jojo. Does Amy... What is Amy allergic to? One, two, three. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. I'd, okay. I didn't want to answer because I want to oh. hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you, are you allergic to anything, Ernesto? <clears throat> not nuts. Lord, you know what? You know what? I'm looking down. <laughs> the, the audience. <laughs> this is what I deal with. This is what I moved to LA yeah. to put up with, y'all. You're welcome. No allergens for no, Amy Q. No. <laughs> not Nor yo yo. No, I'm a, I'm t- I'm a, yeah, but I'm allergic to a medication, but. Which is that's irrelevant for you, Bactrim? No, don't it's irrelevant because it's what an antibiotic or something. It's oh, an antibiotic. Okay. That is so important yes, to and, know. And I told you. <gasps> How did you okay. find out? Well, because they gave me Bactrim one time, and I went home and I started breaking out into oh, like no. hives and shit. Yeah. Not like full hives, but yeah. 
in the realm of high of hives and i called real fucking quick and i was like listen i think i'm dying y'all need to take me off this shit okay d'angeli i need you to choose a good one a real yes. one the one that takes down to the core because this is the last one we're gonna answer you know what i'm saying i don't know y'all oh jesus come on sis oh my god oh okay <clears throat> Ready? This is actually for both of you. I just want you to answer at the same time. At the time. same time. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay. Who said the first I love you? One, Ooh. two, three. Me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. How was it? Describe it. I'm done. Were you shy? I heard describe it. Did you just blurt it out? Well, you have to remember, we were friends for a long okay. time. So there wasn't that like wasn't like oh i've never you know i have no mm. idea how you'll feel about me but this is very different to tell your friend i love you and then tell a partner that you're in, in love with them yeah but um no I, I mean i told her i was like i love you i love you love you <gasps> damn y'all should see amy's face right now she's living <laughs> she's living living i felt that but i've written you know i've i wrote the house in long island for her um, I've written like a whole book of of just documenting this love from the beginning, even when it wasn't, I, I don't know, even when I wasn't really sure what was going to happen because we were friends turning a friendship into a relationship, mm. which takes navigating. That's they beautiful. have videos, they have books, they have <laughs> Instagram posts, <laughs> they have uh, trips together. So what do you and I have? When are you releasing this podcast? <laughs> Wait, this this one? episode. This, this episode uh It's on Monday. Yeah, June 3rd. June 3rd. All right. Well, then I Are we won't saving? Share any news We're with saving. You. Okay. <gasps> we did um I did an interview for the Huffington Post. Okay. Um last like a week and a half ago and uh-huh. They asked me they were asking me so many questions about me and Amy, right? Like my personal relationship. And then I said, well, you know, if you're going to ask me these many things about my partner, I would prefer that you included my partner in our photo shoot. So we did a photo shoot for the Huffington Post. And part of the interview is about, like, our relationship and stuff like that. That's beautiful. So it's all about documenting that love for yes. me. And, like, in every, really important. in every way, um, Edible Queens has also hit me up to, mm-hmm. like, do a Veggie Mijas thing. And they're like, oh, like, I would love to get photos of you and Joanna like cooking in the kitchen and I'm like yes of course like we literally show this love in every platform like we get like and when they ask too you right. know like they see that it's real yeah and that's the thing though also like for me I, you know I'm not used to this social media world of like insta famous and things like that so for me to share my real life and my real relationship mm-hmm. has to be real you know what I'm saying? I think sometimes you know when Instagram yeah. couple, right. famous Instagram couples, like, damn, yep. do y'all like each other when you're right. not posting? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, the reason mm-hmm. why I post this is because me, as somebody who's been in a relationship for almost two years, I'm, this is my life. This yeah. is very real, and the love that you're seeing exists at all mm-hmm. times. And I think that's so sacred. I, sometimes mm-hmm. I look at my, my own relationship, and I'm like, holy shit. How did I find love like this? Like mm-hmm. I said, the reconciliation of life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's and so pure. I mean, because I, I, I literally remember. Mm-hmm. I remember vividly when Amy went to Pride. 
Mm-hmm. I remember her posting the photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember, like, I, I've kind of seen... You've um, seen the growth. I've seen the growth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the way that you guys are both so unapologetic about mm-hmm. your love, um, also unafraid, um, and just transparent yes. with who you are. Um, it's, it's kind of, like, commendable. It's beautiful to see. It is. Yeah. And we've had conversations about this, you know, when we started. I remember she was, like... I don't know if I want to put the picture, the photos that we took out for Niñas y Vergüenzas. The street gallery. Mm-hmm. Oh, so and she was like, you know, I don't know because this is our relationship and I don't want, you know, social media or anything mm-hmm. to like, not ruin, but kind of just be involved in this beautiful yeah. relationship. Yeah. And I was like, no, I think it's so important that we do it because the visibility and also because it's real and also because, you know, like people need to see this kind of love. And I think that, we have conversations about um, boundaries, I guess, mm-hmm. of, like, social media and, like, our love and stuff. Yeah. So I think that's also important. And we choose what we post, you know, like mm-hmm. everybody else. Yeah. And But at the end of the day, what matters to me is that it's authentic and that it's real. Because mm-hmm. I think it's very painful, specifically for queer folks, to see relationships between queer people but know that those relationships are not genuine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or see content created by non-queer people and that's just as dangerous. You know oh, what I'm right. saying? Right, right, right. So, I, you know, we have these conversations and we're very intentional about what we share. Yeah. And if it wasn't real, it wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think there's like, uh, m- uh, my partner and I have had similar conversations about this because it actually took us uh, a while before we could actually post or decided that we wanted to be quote unquote public with our love, even I am though so like single. we, you know, we've we've absolutely done it and posted pictures and things, but we actually had to have mm-hmm. conversations about like, what does this mean if we decide to just open this up for other people to see? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, for me, it just means like I, I love you and I want to be with you and I want other people to see mm-hmm. that I love you and how I look at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really important. So when I first you know, shared a picture of him uh, on my stories or my Instagram or what have you. It was like I had been itching and waiting to sort of, you know, put him mm-hmm. on. And, and I know he shares the same sentiment. So um, definitely feel y'all on that one. Yeah. I think for me, it's also important to show the realness in the relationship. Like, I know a lot of people have asked us questions like, how do you guys deal when you guys are fighting? Or how do you guys deal with each other's trauma? How do you guys heal each other when you guys both have mental health issues um or things that come up and i think that being transparent about how we take care of one another has also been really helpful i know that joanna and i have been we had like a period of like a lot of fighting and then Mm -hmm. we kind of sat down for with each other no phones nothing for like four hours straight wrote down like what we can do when we're sad what we can do when when you have a headache what can i do when we're not understanding each other just having these conversations and then being able to like share those tools with other people is also helpful because it's literally like i want to communicate with you i want to know right it's like i'm basically something that is so important when you when you decide to um to share life with someone else it's Mm -hmm. like it's basically and i've said this before 
being with someone or, or being a partner with life with someone is choosing every day to commit right. to doing the work. Yes. yes. Right. Like relationships are work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes the work is painful and it's hard and it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Other times it's the most beautiful thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's always and always a decision. Like mm-hmm. it's a decision of like, I want to be present here with you and I want to get, I want to learn how to love you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I am so happy that both of you said that because I feel like that's a, a, a part of you that I haven't I haven't had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like I haven't seen before. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that um, you put that out there for folks yeah. to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is a choice. It's a choice that you have to make every day. And it's okay to acknowledge that, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. people forget. They're like, oh, relationships. So cute. Falling in love. So beautiful. But unless you're really choosing that that commitment unless you're really choosing to put in the work of understanding each other Mm -hmm. because no two people no matter what no matter how in love you are Mm. or however many people you are not going to automatically know how to communicate with each other right and how to coexist Mm -hmm. and you can think that you're a great communicator but if your partner doesn't communicate on the same wavelength that you Mm -hmm. do you need to humble yourself and understand that okay yes sure i can be a great communicator but it's not working with my partner so you have to learn how to talk to each other i think one of the 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 best lessons for me that i found out about how to be in love is that you know in love doesn't necessarily mean falling in love with another person because Mm. it's it's this idea of descent of coming down from a place where you just sort of want to grasp and hold Mm. on to things because you're falling and falling sometimes doesn't feel pleasant um and the, the sort of the best thing that i've been able to think about it has been like how can i rise in love with with the with the partner that I choose, mm-hmm. and rising means like I look at you whenever you are at your most, um, you know, downtrodden when you feel yep. you know sad, sick, and, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be there to help you rise. Mm-hmm. And when the person that you love is able to do that and reciprocate, then you you rise together. So the idea is that yeah. you both can complement each other and then rise together in love. And I I'm love just, that. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely yes, true. Yes, Pisces. Yes. Heard you. So nice. so many feelings in this room right now. So, so much <laughs> love. So much I mean, love. The Aquarius. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. I read so Super real. Soul Conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah, where you at? Right. <laughs> so, oh my God. So thank you so much for being here, y'all. Thank you so much for making that trip from Hollywood to South LA. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, yes. But really just thank you for your friendship and for showing me so much love and support every time you're here always um always. and even when i need it i'm just like hitting y'all up to rant to rant like you're always there and you're always responsive so i am so grateful to have you in my life i'm so fortunate to have you all in my life i feel like every single person in this room has kind of like kept me together or glued me back up when like i was like in pieces right uh so thank you so much um and yeah, y'all, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, we, we have a couple little things. Number one, um, we are going to have Dangeli, our very own Dangeli, is going to be leading a poetry writing workshop at the People Power Convention coming through at LA Trade Tech on June 8th, y'all. Yes. Check out the handles for the flyer coming soon. Absolutely. And if you haven't yet registered, by the time that this episode comes out, you can still register an RSVP at People Power Convention 2019 on Evrite. Make sure that you do it. We have close to 700 people already RSVP'd. You do not want to miss this incredible, incredible convention coming through to South LA and having one of our very own speak on it. And also, 
yours truly will be curating a an exhibit called We Are South LA at the Membership Lounge for Community Coalition. So make sure that you come on by and you check out Danjeli and then that you check me out um, at the Membership Wellness Station, y'all. And as always, you can find us at Loose Accents. Yep. And after the Dominican next things for me. And I am on DocuBay. And what's up, Amy? What's your Instagram handle? Where can the folks find you? I'm secretly a cap. <laughs> and Jojo? You can find me at Joanna Rain. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for coming, y'all. It's lit. This is it. This is it. Thank, thank you, you for winning. having us. Y'all cute, cute or whatever. Thank you for listening to Loose Accent. Yeah.